This is Room in the Trees, a podcast about living a creative life. Room in the Trees is hosted by Trent Reynolds and me, Sabrina Ward-Harrison. Show notes including pictures, links, video, and more for every episode can be found at roominthetrees.com. You can follow us on Instagram at Sabrina Ward-Harrison and at Trent Reynolds Art. This is a special crossover episode of Room in the Trees. I have now posted five episodes of my new podcast called Dabalon. It's a podcast where I have conversations with artists about materials. So I asked Sabrina if she'd be willing to let me interview her for Dabalon, which she very graciously agreed to. And so I am posting our conversation here on Room in the Trees and on the Dabalon podcast. Room in the Trees podcast is still alive and well. We will continue to publish episodes as often as we can. But I would also like to formally invite you to check out Dabalon if you are wanting even more conversations about art in your podcast library. And now, here is my conversation with artist and Room in the Trees co-host, Sabrina Ward-Harrison. It's, it's been really interesting. It's something that I've been wanting to do for for a long time, just have a conversations specifically talking about art and I guess looking at different artists through the lens of the materials that they use. Because I think so much mm-hmm. uh, can be said and found out about the person just by what they choose to create with. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, and I think I know you perhaps better than most of the people that I've, that I've spoken with so far, but I, I still think that there's probably a lot that we, a lot of territory we could cover. Mm-hmm. But, well, A, how would you introduce yourself to somebody else? Would you yourself, introduce yourself as an artist, as an author, as a photographer? Where, where do you think the root of your kind of creative identity is? Um, that's a great question. I think, um, well, I would call myself a creative liberator. Hmm. I think is, um, my, definitely my passion is through whatever medium I'm using to help people feel, feel freedom and liberation in their life right. and themselves and, and space, spaciousness to be more fully alive in their life. So I use, that will come through in photography and, and then combining words and imagery and, and, um, and ex- environments I create. Even in your books, uh, there is definitely that, that seed of, of, yes. of an idea, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, of not just wanting other that, well, starting with yourself, like you wanted right. that creative liberation and then, uh, to kind of give others permission to do the same. Right. 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 Absolutely. To feel to feel their real feelings, to feel the real ache and the real love and the real growing pains. And so that kind um, of, that, that kind of goes beyond well, any one medium mm-hmm. and maybe even beyond just visual art, right? That's, that's a bigger thing. Yeah, it is. Huh. Well, and I guess like authorship yeah. is, is kind of bigger in that, you know, it's, it's uh, not just about the words, it's about communicating something. Hmm. Uh, I guess, I guess if you, along those same lines, our painting is, is the same. We're trying to communicate right. something about the human condition. Right. Okay. Right. So if you, that's, that's kind of like a meta overall identity. Right, meta. Yes. But then what comes next on that hierarchy of, or that, that value stack? You've got creative liberator at the bottom and then what's the next step up? 
Ooh. I hate to try to, <laughs> maybe, maybe it's unfair to, um, to try to, you know, force you into class. What would you yourself. say? What would you say it is? Uh, for you? Yeah. I would say. Just because you know me pretty well. I'm creatively known me a long time. Yeah. I, you know, I, I, I know, I don't I, I never felt like, like photographer was your, was even the dominant, um, medium in your life like it's definitely you know a tool a, a lens that you look through metaphorically and as well as literally you know that you look at the world through but i i always felt like um yeah mix mixed media i don't know how else i would say it mixed media artist Th that yeah. being said though you know i was talking to david my studio mate uh, on one of the episodes and he was talking about the ceramics that he's been doing recently and that even though he's working in ceramics, he's, he's still a painter. Right. right, or, right. I think I'm getting that right. But I, I feel the same with myself that even when I'm working in other media, that kind of my roots are most strongly planted in painting. Like that's kind of how I, so when I, when I do ceramics, I'm doing ceramics as a painter, you know, if I, if I, right, even, right. I would say even when I'm working on video, there's some of that aesthetic, there's some of that, you know, something of that, the processes of painting that creep into how I approach video editing. Right. So I, right. I so I thinking about you again, like back, back to the question is like, I, I don't see you being too rooted in any one single um, material. Would you say that's the case? I guess paint, you are a painter. Yeah, I would agree. But you've got, you've got such strong uh, ties to topography. Yeah, I do. And ink and you know, like water media and photography and page, you know, graphic design, page layout, that type of stuff. Like, yeah. So I think you are like a true mixed media artist. Yeah, and I, I just, and I just, my passion with color, color and memory, I think, I'm just really, really passionate about is color and memory, mm -hmm. and and choosing colors, and it's a whole. But the yeah, it's 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 never been something. Sean said you're, he said he was asking about the question about materials, and he said, "Well, you're you're just you use what you find, what's there." Right. And pretty scrappy. Well, and that's that's the other thing is there's also clothing. Mm -hmm, for there's sure. also like Excel. creating, inviting, like coziness. Yeah. coziness so there, there it right. is. <laughs> mm -hmm. There's there's the hierarchy is like creative liberator. And I think coziness is the next like mm. cozifier, cozier. <laughs> oh, my God. I love that. The cozifier. Well, like almost like I, I feel like you're a space designer, a designer of yes. like um, environments where that and I wonder if that's not, you know, because we need to have a certain amount of warmth and safety to be able to draw out that freedom. You know, it's like you, you've got to be relaxed enough and comfortable enough in a space yes. to be able to open 100%. up. Or you're going to feel protected. You're going to feel closed, shut, shut down because you're just not in a safe space. I, I hate hate to use that term just because it's so loaded. But yeah, 
Anyway, huh? So yeah, I always love talking deeply with you about it. Uh, <laughs> is it? Are we talking deeply? Yes. Okay. Don't you think so? I, I mean, philosophizing about art and and dang. meaning, and I think so. I guess. Unless so. you just think this is small talk. I well, <laughs> I just. I just enjoy talking to you about yeah, art. So it's I, good I don't, it's great. Sometimes I don't, well, I don't really consider I don't have people I talk to with that. art about very much, honestly. When I think about it. Right. Well, I guess. I don't have a letter. Yeah. I mean, I talk about it as in, from a teacher's perspective, but um, it's, I just appreciate our creative conversation, mm. our creative conversations. So it, there's paint. So you've got. It, but, but there's also these found materials using uh, materials that aren't like traditional materials or materials that you've purchased from an art store. It's the stuff using... you find that gives stuff has the meaning from, I guess when I go out and buy, if I was to go out and buy Texas, for example, if I was going to go out and buy fabric for a mixed media piece, it just wouldn't make, it just wouldn't make sense. And I think mm. and energetically, the piece wouldn't have a vibrancy. I really believe that you, what you, pieces have stories, they're made up of stories. And right. what I use is things that have had life happen to them already in different right. ways. So I know recently, and like uh, we've talked about this, I, I feel like in the last year or two, you have bought some, maybe more, more than usual, some art supplies yeah. from Story. Yeah, right. You know, I, it doesn't have to be one way or the other, you know, uh, but I wonder how, you know, if that's affected your... That's, yeah, that's what I love. I do love that aspect when it comes to materials. I guess when it's funny because I'm thinking there's like liquid materials and there's paper materials and there's like structural materials. Mm. So when I think about it and then like emotional materials... <laughs> What are what would you classify as an emotional material? Your emotional experiences that you're putting into the work, the the soul of the piece. Uh, kind I, of see. Thing. I see. Yeah. So that's interesting. Say those again. There's the uh, physical, structural, emotional. There's the physical structure. Yeah. The, this is just off the top of my head thinking about it. But there's the emotional materials. There's the physical material that's like for the structure of it. Then I would say there's the layer material but of the layers hmm. of the piece on the physical liquid of paper and imagery and then there's the, like liquids which to me is paint and varnishes and shellacs mm -hmm. and um, mediums so what are what would you say are the materials that you feel most alive using or most connected to or that seem to evoke the right kinds of, you know, response or emotion from you? Mm. I don't know if I have a favorite, but I love, I guess what I was, when I was bringing up the idea of the different, different types of materials, I think I'm where the pieces have had to have life happen them are usually around in the layering part of materials. But when it comes to like liquids and stuff, I'm not using so much like, I want to be more, I'm learning how to be more, astute with what I'm using and putting on top of, you know, you know, like what varnish am I putting on top of this or you know, pres preserving pieces or really getting the effect I want. Whereas before I could be like, okay, I think this is how you mix stuff to make a caustic and then you, you know, pour it all over a piece. It's not quite the right ratio. 
so that's where I like learning yeah. more of those things. But it is tricky because you want to stay loose. You want to stay as loose and free as you can be. And it's really ultimately for me is always about the, the, the liberation that comes from right. creating than it is about the finished piece or selling the finished piece or, um, and then I think art for me in my books is like, it's the, the materials are the, are the byway in which the, is there, the emotion is conveyed. I'm just, I'm, I feel like, like fluidity. And so there's a, there's kind of an emotional aspect of that, or, or you know, maybe that could be seen as, kind of a metaphor for a, an emotion, like the water, the fluid, the movement. Um, but then you've also got this side that's crunchy. Yeah. Like that's that's tearing, that's physical, that's like adversarial almost in, <laughs> in yeah. your process. Wouldn't you say that you've got, kind of got, how would you characterize that? Rugged. <laughs> Rugged? Yeah, I like, I like, the, like the words you chose too. Do you see those two things as, uh, as, like contrary to each other or are they kind of in tandem? I think they're very much in tandem. Yeah. And when I'm, when I'm at my fullest, best, fullest self, they're really in sync with each other and playing off and playing with each other, playing off of each other. Who's that? Who's that Icelandic band? I'm totally blanking right now. Sigurus? Yeah. 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 So you know how yeah. like in their music there's, there is, there's a lot of like spatial ambient sounds Yes. and there's a lot of strings and kind of these undulating types of sounds, but then all of a sudden you'll get this like, like mm -hmm. a really grating, like, um, I don't even know what what instrument would be used to, to make that sound, but there's this, yeah. So that's, that's kind of what I'm, uh, I envision is like this, there's this simultaneous yeah. flow, but also this yeah. really like, yeah, textured or, or I don't know. How. That's so interesting. You would bring that up about that band. Cause it feels like that when you say that now, when I think about that music and I've done creative work, that put that music to some of my work before in a slideshow. Um, that is why I think I love it because it has a, it takes you on this journey emotionally. That's mm -hmm. like, and it's so decisive. It's like very, very much like, yeah, very, very emotionally exciting to me. Right. And decisive. I had never paired that word with, uh, with their music or but it's something obviously we've talked a lot about we made that mm -hmm. video decisive action decisive decisive i am not <laughs> i am not decisive no nope is sean decisive no. yes yep he seems yeah he seems like he would be decisive but he's also very thoughtful about stuff in a different way, and he'll think think it through. But he he can he can definitely ride my decisive uh, actions. Right. He can, yeah, he can he go can he can go there. Commit. Yes. Like, let's do it. Yeah, let's go. Yeah. All right. So uh, tell me if you were to envision your uh your favorite day like an ideal day in the studio you walk in the door what's the setup what are the materials you reach for first 
Like what's the game plan for a, an ideal studio session? Oh, that's, can you describe yours first? Maybe. Yes. Um, it's only fair. Um, I think for me, it's a hard question to answer because it, it changes right from, yeah. uh, through time. But I think a big, the ideal situation would be a big board to, as a surface to work on. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be charcoal. I think charcoal and matte medium are, are yeah. is a combination that I just love. I love how rich, deep black charcoal gets. Uh, when you mix it with matte, matte medium. So that, um, acrylic and acrylic paint, I think, you know, acrylic colors, big board, um, maybe a little bit of a little paper, uh, collage, collage yeah. stuff. I think that's today. That's what I would like to walk in the studio and be facing. That's wonderful. I think my dream is always to get back to silk screening. I think I love the feeling of going to Mission Cultural Center in San Francisco and going up there and silk screening, taking my photography and then um, doing just loose combinations of um, working on printmaking stuff loosely and then silk screening over it and putting my, it just, that's me when you say that, I think I want to walk into a big space I saw a picture of Robert Rauschenberg's studio when he lived in an island off the coast of Florida. Mm. And it was just this, these big tables and different projects all happening around on these long tables. And there was silk screen, big silk screen happening. And mm. know, that looks so gratifying. I think I like faster, I need to be moving around the space. Um, mm. And so much has to do with the atmosphere of the space, be very spacious and right. the light's so important and quiet. Um, well, that's, that's, that's part of it too for me is um, I don't think, I tend to move around the space and I, I rarely will have one big project that I focus on for the whole time. I tend to kind of work on this for a while, move to the next thing, kind of tinker with that for a while and it's kind of this literal and figurative moving around yeah yeah that's interesting that you you feel like like you think of silkscreen as a medium that is loose like any (laughs) any any kind of (laughs) (laughs) any kind of printmaking process has always felt like there's a certain rigidity to that right um, yeah so describe that. How how do you make silk silk screen a loose process? Well, the way I taught did, I did it was I would just Xerox a photograph, then I would get, burn it onto a screen, and it would always have like and I'd have extra bits of lace and different things. It, it would make the print, and so it was just kind of this. It's hard to describe it without visually showing you. Um, it's just the whole way was kind of, it was cutting, you know, pieces of vellum that had just had the, had the imagery on it, kind of, kind of cutting it, cutting it up, taping it to the screen and then exposing it. And then just, I never had like plain white special paper. I was always using stuff I'd already done stuff on. So it was adding this additional layer to something I'd already done a monoprint of, or, um, mm-hmm. just adding 
like unexpected things on top of each other. I, I yeah. loved I loved how fast it was and how there was no no need to measure things into being perfect. They didn't have to line up. I wasn't doing like four color passes, you know, over right. like, creating an image. It's using a totally different as a totally different kind of tool. No registration. No registration. <laughs> no, no registration at all. Yeah. That's yeah. Funny. And big too. Big like. Right. Too big for what any of the stuff I had that went with it. <laughs> no, for the right so amount of ink. How how big uh, was your kind of average screen? Probably twenty four by thirty six. That's that's a good good size screen. Yeah. How do you, how do you pull a? It would just be on that you clip it into a, a hinge kind of thing, and then you would just have, um, and would that you... hinge would be on a big 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 tables, mm. and then you prop it up, and then you put your paper down below it, and then you just squeegee over it. Yeah. You, you... Do you sit? Do you stand to the side of it so you can squeegee the length of it, or you know, some people like sit, uh, stand at the end of it and pull the squeegee toward them. Uh huh. That's what I stand in front of it and pull it towards me. From, yeah. Okay. Oh, someday I I took a silk screen class when I was in grad school and I really enjoyed it, but yeah, um, I was definitely a little bit more uptight than uh, <laughs> than you were there. There's a I just had a professor in in college in undergrad that did uh, silk screen with oil paint. So he screened. So when he he finished the screening, he would um, start painting into the the image because it would stay wet. Anyway, I thought that was kind of cool, but but that would be a colossal pain to clean, obviously. Yeah. One thing that you know, just thinking about ideal days of making art, I. I really enjoyed our the video that we made that collaboration yeah. and yeah um and that's something that over the course of my education I had the opportunity to do several times is collaborative projects with people and I think on my ideal day I would you know be in a space with other artists like working yeah. on projects together that exactly there's something just magical about that too so totally so perhaps someday someday the circumstances yeah. will be right we could. Uh, do another collaboration. That would be pretty cool. I know. I love that. I love that process. That's what I think. And even just thinking of where, when I did the silk screen, I was doing at this place where there's other people all doing it around, doing their work on their own thing. And it's like, oh man, that's it's so great. You created that space in LA. It's amazing. I know. I love it so much. It's amazing. So you're having your first, um, your first, open something to this weekend? Yeah. So, um, I've, I've got four in-person workshops. Great. Um, and so the first one of those four is this Friday and Saturday. And I guess I, um, maybe if this, if this, well, I guess this episode will come out, uh, before at least the last three. So, uh, anybody that would be interested in, in, or is in Santa Monica area, um, there are three. So the first one is mixed media portrait. The second one is all about resin. The third one is mixed mixed media figure drawing. So I'll have models for that one. And then the last one is mixed media abstraction. So if any of those appeal to you, they're just weekend workshops, Friday, uh, Friday evening and an all day Saturday. Oh, fantastic. 
And uh, I still have some spots in each one. I have a couple spots in each one left. So, and where do they go? Uh, Dabalon.com. Dabalon.com forward slash workshops is the is the direct path. Great. But yeah, I uh, actually uh, invited people to to just come visit me at the studio today, an open studio visit, and had some good old friends come by, and it was awesome. Oh, yeah, nice! So good just to see those faces and share space totally yep thanks for listening if you like this podcast please consider showing your support you can become a subscribing patron at patreon.com forward slash room you can follow us on instagram at sabrina ward harrison and at trent reynolds art please help us grow our audience by rating us or writing a review on itunes to do that you can use the link roominthetrees.com forward slash itunes and check out the show notes at roominthetrees.com where you can also get in touch if you have any ideas you'd like to share. 